you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. This episode is sponsored by Organifi. Go to Organifi.com slash real moms to save 20% on your order. Ah, welcome everyone. Happy Friday. It is a special episode because I am joined by Brett. Uh, his account, if you're not following it, what's wrong with you? Go follow at Bravo by Brett. I had the pleasure of meeting you at BravoCon. We like randomly bumped into each other too in the most like amazing way ever. Do you want to share what you were doing when we met you? Oh, wow. What a great introduction <laughs> to know. everybody who listens to this podcast. Well, so we were we in Bravo land? Is that what we it, they called it? Yeah. It was in Bravo land. And if you were at BravoCon, then you know what Bravo land is, which essentially is like this like museum of housewife history. Right. And so we were walking through and I think it was next to Teresa and Louise gowned and a tuxedo, there was this Project Runway box. And what was great about Bravo Land is that they had a lot of interactive things. So they had like the tiki torches that you could throw. They had like Luann's bush um, <laughs> that you could fall into. Um, but they also had this, so this Project Runway box. And so we walked into it and I said, strike a pose. And so we're so confused. They had lights in there. Um and our friends were outside and they were like, oh, it's like on Project Runway when the lights flash and it's like, who's that behind it? <laughs> and, you know, of course, us being children, I um, love we, this. Were, <laughs> we were like, you know what, we're at RavoCon, let's be silly. And so I'm like, quickly run back in. I was with my friend, Bravo Enthusiast. And we, I like, you know, got on my knees and we had a water bottle in hand. <laughs> and so you can use your imagination yeah. to what we did with a amazing, uh, Vanessa <laughs> and I are such like, you know, classic little moms. We thought you were, we didn't see you go in. We just see the shadow. And we're like, someone's proposing at Bravo God. And no. then it insinuated a sexual act. And we're like, oh my God, we need to be best friends with this person. And Brett pops out and we're like, oh my God, it's. It's Bravo by Brett. Isn't it funny how you refer to everybody at BravoCon by their Instagram handle? Oh, it only. I. Uh, you yeah. know what's even funnier though is that like when I first started talking to like Bravo accounts or like becoming friends with them, I still call them by that. Like I don't. Oh, I yeah. still. I don't know their name half the time. I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, Catherine. Oh, I don't know who that is. It's like weird for me to call Maggie a best of Bravo Maggie. Oh, he's like, oh, hey, yeah. best of Bravo. Pass the salt. Like, it's just, you just do it. It's so funny. 
but it was so great then getting to finally meet you. And then we got to tour the rest of Bravo land together, which was so fun. Yeah. Um, we had a blast. We did. Uh, so now I get to have the pleasure of having you on the podcast to talk about this week's episodes. Vanessa is in Mexico. Um, I'm you've probably jealous. Seen, I know she goes on some great trips guys. Like Ugh. we all need to be Vanessa in our next life. She, she just loves to travel and I love that I for know. her. So let's start off. We just had winter house last week. You were sharing a little bit of tea with me. You went to a winter house party. Tell us more. So I know you said you're talking to a celebrity. So yes, I was at the exclusive event. Um, And that was a very interesting party because when we got the invite to go, it was like basically through like a lover boy went like entry. You like when to go. And so we were like the first people there. And when the stars started rolling in, like that's when you were like, okay, let's see how these people really act. Right. Um, Shep came in. Who's not uh, on Winter House. <laughs> who's not on Winter House, but yeah. it was like it was like a Southern charm like crossover. Yeah. Um, because they're all like friends, right? They get, you know, they're all yeah. incestuous. Um, and he was sloshed to the wind. Um, and I will say honestly, everyone you'd expect them to act is how they act. Like I and even honestly at BravoCon, like I feel like the same the same thing applied um because then we also met luke right he's had some drama on winter house being invited disinvited um i honestly don't think he knows what's going on um because when we talked to him we were like oh my gosh like tell us about winter house because this was like the premiere party so we were like what do we what are we going to expect from winter house what's going to happen and there he was like i haven't seen it I was like, oh, I'm just making my it? maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you're watching it with us. He goes, I don't really watch this show. Like whatever <laughs> happens kind of happens. I'm like, okay. Like method. He's method. You know, like, I, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I kind of expect that from him though. Like I could see him being like, I don't even know what's happening yep. or how they edit me. Yeah. Yeah, he was very, um, it's funny too, because like you can tell, like, you know, there was like that drama with um, uh, Amanda and like saying that Lindsay is not Mm -hmm. nice. I really didn't experience that because when Lindsay came in with Carl and she is like the grand dame of Winter House. She's amazing. So we are like Lindsay apologists. We love her. She was so nice. And and again, like she had to be on. So I'll give her that. But like, she was so friendly. She came over. She talked to us like we were human beings. I didn't feel less than. Um, I was the one that was nervous. I'm like, oh, we're wasting your time. Sorry, you're talking to a plebeian. Uh, She goes, oh, you guys reporters. I'm like, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing. I have a a Bravo account. I don't know if you've heard of it. You're press. You're you're press. You're press. You're in. Yeah. um, And then Amanda was the one that we saw, like, not be so friendly, but she was also, like, running around with her head cut off because she, like, came in super last minute. We were like, oh, my God, Amanda. She was like, "Ah!" and, like, (laughs) like, kept running. And we were like, all right, she's got places to be. Yeah. um interesting and then then to top off the night again it's a little not winter house related but guess who we went down the elevator with okay wait were they on winter house are they part of a different franchise or different Different franchise uh i think you went on down on the elevator with i want to say madison but i feel like that won't be it who was it 
Tom Sandoval. Oh my God. So he's from St. Louis and I live in St. Louis. So I like love him. He was so friendly. Um, Again, this is, we're like out of body because we're like, oh my God, we're like in the elevator with someone, you know, like you're like, I've seen you since your days. You know, it's like, um, but it was funny because we went down the elevator and it was like a hotel slash a venue kind of Mm. place. So yeah, um, kind of like, um, like uh, room service came on with this like big bucket of ice and it had this look like a fish in it, like a red fish. Oh my. And so, so he gets on the elevator with the fish, then gets out off. And then he looks at us and he goes, was that a heart in there? Like he was like, we were like laughing in the elevator over this, that's amazing. Fish, like, and I'm like, that is my takeaway story from the weekend. Well, I love it. I loved the Toms on Winter House, though. I thought they brought a little, little extra fun. Tom Sandoval, for as extra as he can be, like he was wearing a kilt, he, you know, kind of goes over the yeah. top. He, though, just like jumps into any situation. Like he was playing his little saxophone. He was willing to do anything in the snow. Like he was just along for the ride. And I loved it. Yeah, you can tell the people who want the check, you know? Yeah, he gets it. He definitely, like, he gets it. He knows how to play up drama, how to sometimes be the drama, but also just overall kind of be, like, himself and feel relatable, even though he's, like, wearing a kilt out in the middle of (laughs) Vermont. The other big thing that I thought was kind of sad is Schwartz revealed in his interview that uh, Katie had sat him down. And told him that they were going to get formally get a divorce before he left to go to Winter House. Mm. But he didn't want to tell anyone because he was embarrassed. And he was hoping, he said he was saying um, positive and optimistic that that might work out. So I wonder if we're going to learn a little bit more about the divorce. But I would have to like tell everyone, like caution everyone. We're only going to be hearing Schwartz's side. You know, like, so like. That's maybe, true. Maybe Katie and him had been talking about this forever. And like, she's fine. Like, if you go on this trip, then we're definitely getting a divorce. And he left. We don't know. I'm Ouch. more team Katie than team Schwartz. What about you? Oh, wow. Put me in that pickle. I know. Um, you know, I feel like, I feel like I'd have to be team Katie as well. Were you at the panel for Vanderpump at BravoCon? No, I didn't go to that one. So it was really interesting because Katie, like all the reasons why we didn't like Katie in the beginning, because she was kind of a bitch and just said whatever yeah. was on her mind. I think as like all of us have gotten older and we've seen people be so fake on these shows, it's now the reason why we all love Katie. And she just did not hold back. Like somebody asked about were uh, Brittany and Jack's ever going to go to Stassi's wedding. And Sheena's like, they tried so hard. They wanted to be there. And Katie's like, they were never going. They made no effort. Like she was just so amazing. And after that, I'm like, I just have a new appreciation for her. So I'm, I'm team Katie. I also think Schwartz is lovable and cute as he is would be obnoxious to be married to because he's so immature. Oh, for sure. I mean, all of these men. (laughs) Austin. Austin was drunk and told Sandoval that he thinks he's going to marry Olivia. And then we see what happens on Southern Charm. We're like, no, you're not. Oh, my God. Now, that was one. See, I am. I do not like Austin. And at this party, I kept saying, I do not like Austin. I am not talking to him. And people were my people are around me. Like you can't say that around people. He actually okay. doesn't care. Vanessa told he him that not. she 
She's like, I used to not like you and I'm starting to like turn a corner. And he's like, oh, that's great. Thank you. Like he was not offended at all. No, as long as those checks are getting signed again, he is doing very well. He gets it. He gets it. Uh, And the other thing is just, we start seeing Paige realize. So we love Craig here on Real Moms of Bravo, but it's tough to love him sometimes. And Mm. Paige is realizing that he's basically like to borrow a phrase from the Jennifer Aiden He's a bitch boy. He's a whiny little bitch boy. And she is sick of it. And I'm curious to see how this all unfolds because they still have like another. I think they have another because they're only there for two weeks and we're only on like day four or five. So we still have like a lot of time left to go. She was a little butterfly at the party. Like she was zipping around like again. I mean, you saw, you saw her at BravoCon, right? Oh, I mean, the fashion, the looks. Yeah. She is so beautiful. Like, yeah. it's it makes me sick. Um, but she was buzzing around, taking pictures, like, talking to people, like, super friendly and, like, everything. And then Craig was, like, literally off in, like, the side back corner, like, <laughs> hiding. Like, he literally came in and went... And I was like, oh, is, did he leave? Is he still here? Like, and then we asked him for a picture. And he's like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm like, it's okay. That's like, so we're, weird. We're, we're all good. Like, you don't have oh, to take a picture. Craig. Maybe people are going to start saying bad things about you and watch what happens live. Watch out. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's transition to Salt Lake City. Uh, so at first, when I'm watching the episode and Jen's like, I've been humiliated by this what was it? Shaw exposed account. I'm like, Jen, yes. you humiliated your family long before that. But then like, <laughs> when we find out it really is Angie's 52 year old husband running it, I'm like, okay, he's like, might be the biggest loser <laughs> on TV right now. <laughs> I have to laugh because I just feel like a lot of times the media um, makes it seem like it's like young people who are like these crazy people who are like the online. Yeah, bullying. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. And it's like, no, it's actually these 55 year old men who are like, <laughs> who are like creating fake accounts and like posting random stuff. Like, like, what was the point? Like, to me, like, what was the point of that? Like, and no one was saying anything bad about his wife. He's like, people were attacking my wife. I'm like, I went back and like looked and I was like, okay, the catering thing, but nobody really was like attacking for that. And the only other thing all of us say about Angie is she looks like Sarah Paulson, which is a compliment. So girl, like, what are you getting attacked for? Like, there was no reason for her husband to create a Finsta other than he's just thirsty. No, if she was just a blip on the map anyway. I mean, I'm not surprised they brought her back because I'm sure they needed to like keep the energy going with only like basically four cast members. Um, but I'm I like think the Jenny thing threw them for a loop too, because Jenny sure. originally was like, and like they, she were like filmed for the for like a first week or so. And then all that came out and they're like, yeah, now she's fired. So they're like, oh, I guess we'll just throw Angie in. She's, she's desperate to be on this show. And everybody's named the same name in Salt Lake City. So we have Angie H and Angie K. It, it is a lot like, and a lot of like, it kind of reminds did you ever get into all the mom talk stuff when that was like breaking on TikTok, the Mormon moms? Oh, no, that is not my category. So it became ours. I don't know. Really, I blame Vanessa. She got like deep into it and I just started following along. But they all like kind of look alike too. And I feel like that starts to happen with some of like the friend dubs on Salt Lake. I'm like, wait, which one is this? They do all like, there's a look. They all have it. Yes. Uh, but, you know, Angie's husband's a huge loser and all this. <laughs> but what did you think about 
the battle between Heather and Lisa, where Lisa decides to post Heather's dad's obituary to prove that she did indeed text Heather prior to her dad's death. I feel like this is just taking something a little too far. I completely agree. Um, I, I understand like Lisa's point in terms of being like, I wasn't trying to be insensitive with her text. It just seems weird to like post about it again. But also I think Heather explained it well in her either confessional or like on the show where it was like her, you got him, you know, like you're right. You know, it wasn't the exact moment her dad died. It was maybe a couple hours before, but like her dad was in hospice, which is the capital D word, basically. Right. Like they were already saying goodbye. And that's when she got the text, I think was her point. Not like Lisa taking it so literal. Also, it wasn't, it's an interesting text too, because it wasn't, how is your dad doing? It's, I hope your dad's feeling better, which is to assume that like, there is a possibility that he could recuperate too. And I just think it's a weird thing to go back on because after like things happen in the reunion and then like, I'm like, I'm like a housewife. Once, once the reunion's done, books closed, season's over, I'm moving on. Like, why would we need to bring that back? I like, wasn't sure why Lisa was so like adamant about like, oh, I have to prove how they're wrong on this. I'm like, oh, you're going to prove her wrong about like a text about when her dad died. Like, let's just think about what we're trying to prove somebody wrong about. Like, Maybe just let this one go, Lisa. I there's such a like a battle with those two because it's like I just want them at the end of the day to be friends. I think the two of them together could be like a Giselle and Karen Huger, where they're like the Ooh, best yes. frenemies. Interesting. Yes. My favorite thing about Giselle and Karen, and we'll talk about this more when we get into Potomac, is like they're so aware of like how they like are they really need one another. And like they both help each other like rise up and become everyone's favorites. And I just wish Heather. And Lisa could realize that because I could see that with them. Yeah, I think, I mean, the way I view Salt Lake, to be quite honest, is I feel like these women are very tactical. Like, I feel like they understand their show enough to the point where they know how to, like, curate the drama. Like, obviously, this season is all about the mixing of alliances, right? Um which I think is an important shift for us to see because we don't want to see another season of lefts and rights, Mm -hmm. talls and shorts, um, stalls and smalls, my apologies. (laughs) Um, So uh, yeah. I, I though. Okay. So are you hoping for a reconciliation with bad weather or would you rather see a reconciliation with Heather and Lisa? Like if you could pick one duo to like make it right and be okay, who would you pick? I honestly would lean more Heather and Lisa just based on, I mean, I haven't seen everything yet, but really from BravoCon, like seeing that dynamic between them. That was wild. That panel. I just don't know what Heather has, like, that's what we'll find out because I don't know. Like, this isn't just a bump in the road. This is something that is, you know, a thunderstorm, shall we say. I love that. Keeping up the bad weather theme. Yes. Um, because they don't seem to be able to reconcile still. And I really don't know what, I mean, this is my viewpoint, obviously. Um, I don't know what Heather did that that's so wrong to Whitney that they couldn't get over it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm still um, waiting for that. And I've been hearing that we won't really see it until Ultimate Girls Trip. Interesting. Like, apparently okay. they have like a heart to heart. But what's weird is, 
what we see in Ultimate Girls Trip is like apparently they get like they're they come into it not really being friends, mm. and then they reconcile. They're like best friends again. They're good to go. They both forgive one another. And then at BravoCon, it was like they were like just ready to like tear each other's heads off. And that's what I witnessed at that Ultimate Girls panel trip. Now they will on Peacock, um, yeah. because it was so like they were just so combative. They were so, and what was interesting too, which I found it um, fascinating, is that Heather didn't really have a lot of standing. Whitney really had a lot of the, you know, receipts or mm-hmm. was willing to like go toe to toe with Heather. And Heather kind of was very dismissive and like, no, whatever, I don't care, whatever, no. Like, yeah. um, so I, I'm curious to see where that goes. I again still I don't understand what Heather has done from what we've seen that is warranting such a dramatic response to Whitney. Like I Yeah, I need to see more. Like if you guys are like, you know, you grew up together, you've been friends forever. Like I need to see I need to see what like there's gotta be more to it. And I hope we actually see it. And it's not just gonna be a like because oh, yeah. right now they're like already kind of fighting with each other over like being drunk on a girl's trip in Scottsdale. Like that to me isn't enough. Like we got to, there's got to be something deep. You're not understanding my healing journey. (laughs) I do hate the way she talks. (laughs) uh, Do you think her husband getting fired had anything to do with her cringe scene? Or do you think like he really just maybe wasn't that great at his job? Oh, well, that's a hard one. Um, I'm sure, you know what? I th- I think it's mixed. I'm sure that's the excuse they're using, but I'm sure there's some underlying tones. Um, I mean, it's a hard thing as well because we've heard so many things around their jobs and like the legitimacy of them. And sales is an interesting field to be in anyway because there's a lot of practices, you know, that you can do to get the sales. Um, so potentially, you know, they wanted to keep that away. Um it still is a huge bummer if that's the true real reason that, you know, it's I, know. Like my, I do feel my, bad for him. <laughs> my friend gave the perfect analogy and um, I had to give her credit for it. Cause I thought it was funny. She meant it seriously, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, she was like, think about this. You've gone from um, the Mormon church <laughs> to now the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just can't escape. You can't you escape. Can't. It happens. You're, you're always kind of under someone's thumb. It feels like. Yeah. I, I need to know more about this firing, but like, I did feel, I did feel bad if it really did have something to do with the fact that like they had that scene, Yeah, but I don't think that was that somebody, a follower also pointed out that he is in like health and wellness. Like that's Mm -hmm. what the company was. And maybe with her getting into skincare, like it was just too close, like too adjacent of like, it could be considered competition. I don't know. I, that might be a bit of a stretch, but. Yeah, I, feel I, mean, like, I mean, people like that, they sign the competition clauses and everything. Um, I mean, maybe because he's an investor in it. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic when someone's like truly fired. And if, you know, I'm surprised, like I had someone like him at him level to be let go. Either there had to be some kind of severance to leave with, like right. They're not just like, oh, bye, see ya. Like he was given a package, he agreed to something. I'm sure. Yeah, because he's a chief. I mean, he was he was like the chief sales officer for the yeah. company. So uh, he's a C-suite executive, and you're telling me that 
they just let him go? I don't think so. I and think I think there's there more to it. Yeah. Either like yeah. the company was getting ready to be sold. So they're making themselves more lean. There's something else going on, but like it did obviously didn't make for a good story. Yeah. So. Well, before we dive into Potomac, we just a quick word about Organifi. So if you're like me, you've probably had a little too much of your kids Halloween candy or your Halloween candy that you purposely bought more of so that you would have leftovers. Uh, and if you're feeling a little sluggish, a great way to just make yourself feel better is to have some natural greens in there with Organifi. I've been loving, I'm back on the red juice train. It's been a great little pick me up in the afternoon. Uh, so you can go to Organifi.com slash real moms and you will get 20% off your order. Perfect with the holidays coming around. Just an easy way to keep yourself healthy and getting some of those good nutrients into your diet. All right. Potomac, Ugh, that montage of Michael. Oh, I was just like, I'm so glad she divorced him. Like there were no redeeming qualities. We knew this, but like that montage just reminded me of how much he sucks. He is such a, I mean, he's a troll. He's a creep. <laughs> I mean, it just, it just sickens me. And I feel so bad that Ashley's children have the legacy of the Darby. Like it just is like, Oh, I do think there's hope though, because I have a feeling he's not going to as sad as it is. And I do, I mean, it does break my heart because I do think there's a lot to like kids needing both parents. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be super involved. I can see Ashley like having to really pick up a lot of the slack, which could be a good thing because we don't really need Michael Darby's influence on the youth of America, especially his own kids. But definitely not. And I just hope whatever is happening. I mean, from the panels that she was on for BravoCon, it sounded like she's in a really good mental space in terms of like, I'm done with that man. He can do whatever he wants. Um, I just hope she gets whatever coins that is for her, for her, you know? Yeah. Well, the prenup is like now null and void because they were married for more than five years. So she should get 50% of everything, I believe. She better. I hope that man doesn't try to delay or I fight know. or whatever. You know, I think she's, are. yeah, I hope she, I I think she will. I have to hope she will just because she's a good, I think she's a good person. I, yeah. I just love, I really do love her. I think she's a great housewife. I think yeah. she just, I don't know. She just keeps it very real and she's funny. I mean, I know this was a couple episodes ago, but even like that TikTok dance class, <laughs> like I loved it. I, well, I can't dance. So I would love to take a class like that. Um, what did you think about the family fun day? Uh, mess. Um, I know you guys were talking about it, I guess, last week um, in terms of like, you should have invited the kids, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, it, it was just a weird, I think it really was like, I could see Robin going to production and being like, I have this idea. And production's like, great, run with it. And then yeah. Robin's like, no planning involved. Yeah. No Just nothing. Show up like, at the everyone... park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that she then is like, okay, I'll invite the kids, but Candace will have to bring them. Wendy can't come. Yeah, no one that's... in their right mind is just going to drop off their young kids with someone no. else, especially because they're like, mom, why aren't you there? Oh, this lady doesn't like me, but I want you to go spend the day with her. Like Robin, come on. And then. I'm so mad Juan Dixon is not here right now. Why was Juan Dixon like, come on, the Robin. root canal, please. You could have planned around that. Yeah. It seemed it was just so chaotic and such a mess. And like, this is just why Robin's never planned a trip. Like, could you imagine no. if she planned a cast trip? No, I, no, I want to see it. I would. <laughs> I would love to see these women just. Um, I also, <clears throat> I also want to say, 
I believe Karen in that scene. And I don't think a lot of people believe Karen in terms of like when she was running away from Cherise. I think she actually was sick. <laughs> um, You don't, you don't, I you don't. don't. I don't. Ah! <laughs> are we I, having drama? We are having drama, Brett. Here we go. Put on your gloves. Let's fight. I think she was faking it, but honestly, that's why I love her. Like the way that oh, the well. whole theatrics of it, I was like, this was great. I, I don't blame her though. I don't think she, I don't think she has any desire to see Sharice. I really don't know why we're trying to bring Sharice back. I didn't miss Sharice. Like, I don't think she needs to come back. I think she was, she'd be good to come back for like a, like a face, you know, like, Oh, at an event or like, you know, I think she was last season. Like she popped in a few times. I don't know what she provides in terms of like the energy to the group or dynamics or just conversation. I feel like it's very open and empty. Um, so nothing really to satisfy anything. We've like seen like everybody come back minus Monique because Katie was in yes. early and she's a hot mess. I actually wouldn't mind her coming back more. She's just so like crazy. The, uh, the, it, that classic clip of, and I know you know what I'm talking about, that classic clip of Katie and Ashley going back and forth where she's oh like, well, I don't really like you. Well, I don't. <laughs> Did you say that? And then Robin starts laughing hilariously. Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Yes. No, I love okay. I I mean, like, but that's like the thing. Like, you don't get you need somebody a little like unhinged like that on a show to no, get I love moments it. like that. I like, and yes. then when she like grabbed Ray's butt, <laughs> like, first of all, Karen Huger needs to realize that no one's going after Ray. But except Katie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what she might though? She's like. I don't, I could maybe see not wanting to trust her, but I'm more for like, let's bring Katie back more than bring Sharice. Like, I just feel like, yeah, yeah. if we see Sharice at an event, great. But, uh, and other than Monique, there's really, that's the thing I like love about Potomac. There really hasn't been a ton of like shifting and turnover. It's there's always only, like, been a great three, franchise. Yeah. There's just three women who really haven't been able to make it. I don't know. Do you think Mia's going to last much longer? I, you know, I didn't like her the first season and I actually did a rewatch to see if I would like her again and still could not understand the point of her. I don't really mind her that much this season. I find her to be a little bit kind of funny with the conversations. I I, I still just don't understand what she kind of brings to the team. I think G is weird. You uh, know, like super weird. I actually think that that might be, the husband that Karen was referring to. Oh, really? That made her feel uncomfortable. I'm, I just can't think of anybody else. Like it wasn't Juan. If it was Jamal, she would have brought it up because she would have taken any opportunity to kind of like, Oh, that's right. Giselle. That's right. That's right. So I don't know. Was- I, yeah. Cause last season he was all about like, you know, he was like, Oh, so I'm scared. Yeah. You know, like, that weird thing with his lips. Yeah. I just, Oh my God. He's oh yeah. Really- when he was, bizarre no no and not in a good way and not no, in a good way not in a good way at all and it was also like i thought it was funny with me i was like i mean i guess you know g can be everyone's stand-in husband but come on ladies he can't do it all the time like nobody wants him as the stand-in no, no he's not i think everyone's better off on their own yeah we can leave that one at home yes exactly uh but overall so what are your thoughts on potomac so far are you a big potomac fan Oh yeah. I was yeah. front row at that panel. Okay. Oh, I that was so good. 
I made sure I was there early. I love the Potomac ladies. I love their dynamic. I know you guys are big Potomac fans too. Um, it's just such a fun franchise because one, it has all of the ingredients that make a great franchise. You have women that genuinely like each other, right? Like these women through thick and thin, you know, like yes. the, they That's are. That's the best part. Even like, I always go back to Giselle and Karen, but like they fight yes. more than anyone. And I loved that at the panel, Karen made a point of saying Giselle's a really good mom. And then yeah. when people told told Joe's told Giselle she's the queen and she's above the grand dom, she made a point of saying, like, all of us women on this stage make the show. Like I just think they all at the end of the day respect each other. So like their fights yes. aren't ugly. They're just petty, silly, and we love to watch it. It's just, it's the fun cattiness we like. It's nothing too deep, you know, it's just makes you kind of, it just, it gives you a good laugh, you know, and you can just tell you're having fun. I mean, I could just watch them all day long, just doing random fun stuff and having a great time. And I just love, I love their banter, you know, like the Giselle and Robin, like that friendship banter that you just can't create. Um, I'm, I'm a candy. I'm a basset hound. You are a basset. I was going to ask you, are you a basset hound? Okay. I'm a basset hound. Rise up. Um, she, she, I just like, I just like her energy. I think she brings that young kind of like pip, you know, into it. And, and she um, still fits in. Like a lot of times when you have such a wide age discrepancy, it doesn't work. Like Vicky and Megan King Edmonds, like, you know, they hated each other. It didn't work, but like, Karen and and Candace, like they do have a good, like there's like a respect. There's an um, understanding that Karen is like the elder, but also they like have fun with one another. I, there, there's just something about the dynamics of Potomac. I just, I agree. It's like light, it's funny, but then we do have like serious, deep moments. I mean, I think Candace, you know, did a great job of giving us one last week talking about like the egg retrieval process, not working right. for her. And she still folded that napkin perfect right before she started crying. Like, I love that she does that. <laughs> I feel like I forget somebody sells, I forget who sells it. I think somebody sells the napkin and you can like fold it into like different corners. It's just, I mean, I guess it makes sense to have like a good like point to just, you know, soak up a tear and not let it like rub your makeup. But for sure, I I just, I love that it's, that it's like that. I also loved her vibe at BravoCon. If anyone didn't see it, she was wearing pink (laughs) biker shorts, like a pink, like crop top. She had a really blunt bob with bangs. And then she had these like circular sunglasses on the whole time. Like, I don't know where she thought she was going, but I wanted to be there. It's like, I feel like she's really living this musical fantasy to the fullest extent <laughs> that she can. Like all these women come out in like gorgeous gowns and dresses. And she comes out in this like terry cloth material. Yeah. Like just, I'm like, okay, are we going to the gym? Like, what I, are we it looked like she like was like, oh, I'm going to work out, but I guess I'll go to this panel first. She <laughs> wore that outfit to, she stayed in it all day. She then wore it to the um, Ultimate Girls Trip panel, which was like several hours later. A few of them changed for different panels, but she committed to that. Did, did you hear the question from that audience member that was like, um, they were like, girl, take your glasses off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, we want to see your eyes. Yeah. Some of the questions, okay, I have to say some of the questions that people had at BravoCon, I'm like, we need to collectively, as Bravo fans, do better on some of these oh, questions. for sure. Like, There's we want some, shady questions. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to attack somebody on the stage. Like, that's not yeah. what I'm here for. 
there was one guy, I forgot what he said, but like, oh, well, in a previous panel, like somebody called out that like, I have photos of me like having sex with Michael Darby. And Ashley's like, all right, well, I'm not married to him. I don't know what you want me to do with that. Like it was, yeah. it was I can do without that. But um, no, I love the Potomac women. I I feel like this might've been a little bit of a filler episode though. I think they were kind of like trying to gear up, like build it up for something big. We can't have it always be like, peak moments because this just to me was like oh this event the family fun day was just a giant mess and had karen not gotten sick we'll just say she got sick (laughs) yeah it would have been like not even that entertaining on some levels it was just interesting it's like well i feel like when they do activities like this it makes it harder to have like conversation you know like we really like like they're they're just trying to plus with the kids around, you know, That's true. it's, it's not like they're like, in a full on fight and they can't do their like comebacks because they have to watch their language. So, right. So they're just having like fun and like, I would have loved someone to fall. I mean, that was what I was kind of hoping for. I thought we um, definitely would get like some epic falls. We didn't. No, we just got some big booty bounces. That's yeah. what we got from, <laughs> from Mia. <laughs> she did have, I mean, I was jealous. I'm like, that is, that's baby got back. Good for her. all right well that is this week in bravo and brett thank you so much for joining us tell everybody where can they find you on the socials how can they reach out to you for sure so i am on instagram at bravo by brett i'm on all social media tiktok twitter um that's where you can find me well thank you so much for joining us everyone go follow bravo by brett i love you do such a good job of like sharing everyone's content. I love when you do your like awards for like the top oh, like yeah. memes and stuff, because I think there's so much great content out there and sometimes we miss it. So I always look forward to that. Cause like, I didn't see that meme. That's hilarious. And uh, as much as there might be some, I hear a little rumblings of like groups, not necessarily getting along or like competition. <laughs> I think all of us really like support each other and there's so many great content creators. So I love being able to see all of it. So thank you for like pulling all that together. It's such a great thing that you do. Yeah, we always, me and me, I, me, my partner in crime, Catherine, Bravo enthusiast, we like started to realize that our feeds were different, right? Because we also, we like different things. We follow pretty much the same people, but some different people at times. And so we just started to realize like, oh, like that was really funny. I mean, because you know, everybody sends memes to their friends. Like, yeah. oh my God, did you see this? Oh my God, did you see this? And so we kind of had this uh, realization that like, well, why don't we like, because I, like you said, I, sometimes it feels like the Bravo community space can be a little toxic. Yeah. Um, and I like to support other people who are thinking about memes or like taking the time because some people just slap on, you know, whatever. And it's the just good memes case. deserve credit. I agree. That's right. Okay. That's what, you know, I'm a curator <laughs> of memes. Well, I love when you create great memes yourself too. I don't want to discredit yeah. your own content no, no. is amazing, but I love that you bring everyone together. So, well, thank you so much for joining us and thank you all of you for listening. It really, uh, like, I feel like every week we say this, but it means so much to us. I think sometimes Vanessa and I still are like, oh my gosh, pinch us. We can't believe we get to talk about Bravo and have so much fun doing it, but thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you next week. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now, and for a limited time, save $1,250. 
Call 877-861-4672 or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment. 